Welcome to A Fruitful Life, a podcast featuring the teaching ministry of Rick Clendenin, Benton, Kentucky. And now, A Fruitful Life. Hello, and welcome to A Fruitful Life with Rick Clendenin. Today, Brother Rick concludes the message entitled, The Blind Versus the Deaf. His scripture text is taken from the book of Mark, chapter 10, verse 46 through 52, the story of blind Bartimaeus. On the last broadcast, Brother Rick taught us the first four of eight things that Bartimaeus understood about getting our needs met and our prayers answered. On this broadcast, he'll conclude the message by bringing us the other four. And now, here's Brother Rick. Now, why are you telling us, Brother Rick? Because we get in circumstances that we ain't got an idea how to deal with it. We'll be really honest. We think we're all together and all that in a bag of chips, but you ain't. So I'm praying for her dead self. And finally, I closed my eyes. That was a big thing because I closed my eyes and I started praying in the Holy Ghost. And I felt something hit my hands, Pastor, like electricity. And it just really freaked me out. It didn't hurt, but it sure startled me. And I yanked my hands and I put them under my arms like this. And then I thought, you moron, she's going to fall in the floor. Her daughter's going to open her eyes. You got two problems instead of one. And you don't even know how to handle the one you had. And so I didn't know where to reach back and grab her or not because I didn't want that to hit me again. And I looked and she started wiping her face. Now, I'm going to tell you the truth. I was scareder then than I was when she was dead. I thought I was scared when she's dead. When she come back, I was terrified. Because I'd been taught when God shows up, if you do something stupid, he'll kill you. So I just stood up and thought, Lord, I don't want to die. I don't know what to do. So I just stood there thinking, you know, I think I want to go home. You know what the Lord said to me? Listen to this. He said to me, those things you cannot do, I can do. If you'll but lift your eyes to me. I went straight to the pulpit and dismissed the service because I didn't know how long she's back for. And I did not want her to take a second round under my watch, okay? I'm just telling you the truth. I herded people out of there like herding cows out of a stall. They shake my hand and say, she died. And I'm like, I'll see you next week. Y'all just, I shuffled them all out. I sat on the back seat, freaked clean out of my mind. I never told a soul. 31 people got saved from Sunday to Wednesday. I never said a word. If God shows up in this place next week or this week, you won't be able to hold the people next week. Because the need's there. They just want to know if reality is here. You'll find yourself many times in a situation you ain't even got a clue. You may be here this morning in that place. You don't have any idea what your next step is. God is not wringing his hands in heaven. I got to hurry up so y'all got to listen faster unless you think I'm long-winded. Listen to what I'm telling you. Cry out based on the word. Ignore what you see. I had to close my eyes to experience God in that situation. Don't listen to the voices that discourage you. For me that day, she's dead. I'm like, shut up. 
she's dead. They could have said, she's dead and you're in trouble. You got her in your hands. That's what I was hearing. Listen to me. Every time God's ever called me to something, people's told me how I couldn't do it. And you'll share it with Christian people thinking they'll encourage you and they're the worst discouragers in the world. Sometimes the people you think will encourage you, they'll tell you what a moron you really are. You can't listen to them and listen to Jesus. You know what the people said to Barnabas? Shut up, boy. Jesus is being crowned today and you over here screaming like a moron. You know how he reacted? If you thought I screamed, listen to this and Jesus! Son of David. See, he knew who Jesus was. The ones with open eyes never saw who he was. They were trying to crown him king so they could get the benefits of the kingdom. He saw him as Lord. The continuation of David's seed. And he would get the benefits of Calvary. Don't let people talk you out of obeying God. Today, some of you are sitting here and you're more worried about what people around you will think than you are what Jesus will think. Your reputation will keep you from your destiny. Desperate people, don't worry about what everybody else is thinking. You really desperate. You ain't worried about public opinion. You just worry about getting your needs met. Ignore what people tell you. Number six, be obedient to what God tells you to do, no matter how silly it sounds. No matter how foolish it sounds, just do what he tells you. Be like Mary when they said at the wedding of Canaan in Galilee, we're out of wine. And Jesus said, fill it with water. And they looked like, water? We ain't out of water. We're out of wine. And Mary just said, do what he says. Do what he says. When you do what he says, he'll do what he's promised. Are you listening? <laughs> do what he says. Do what he said. That day to me, just had the people pray. I'm like, okie dokie. Because see, when you're desperate, you're desperate. And desperation on display draws the attention of Jesus. How desperate are you this morning? Number seven, strange thing. Pray specifically. To me, one of the strangest verses in the Bible is this verse right here. Here comes a man staggering, blind as a bat. Everybody knows he's blind in the crowd. He can't find Jesus. They got to guide him over. And Jesus says, what do you want me to do for you? That's one of them duh moments. Hello, I'm blind. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you want me to do? Here's what you got to understand. Jesus wants you to specifically tell him what you need. Specific. That's why we get a whole lot more done if we said, Lord, save Johnny and heal Mary instead of Jesus, save the lost and heal the sick. We need to pray specifically because praying generally, even if God meets your needs, you're not even going to know he met it. 
the man, even though he had a dumb moment, he said, uh, I'd like to see. I'd like for you to heal my eyes. Jesus said, okay. Now notice this. He didn't say Jesus' touch made him whole. He said, your faith made you whole. See, when you put your faith in Jesus Christ, you play the man role. And in every miracle, there's a man role and a God role. The miracle that raised that woman from the dead, I had a part to play in it by obeying what the Lord said. He raised her from the dead. People get stupid. I remember after then, this woman come to me, want me to pray for this little girl that had continual nosebleeds. And she told me, I hear you raised a woman from the dead. I said, you've been misinformed, ma'am. I killed her. I was preaching when she died. That's how bad my preaching was. Listen, I can take you out just listening to me. Do you understand? You could die this morning. You better be praying. I didn't raise that woman from the dead. That's where we get into stupid stuff. She wanted me to pray for that daughter. I'm kind of embarrassed to tell you all what I prayed, but can I tell you what I prayed? First of all, I run her out of the room. She was a grandma to this little girl. And I'm sitting in this little girl. Had his nosebleeds. And I just put my hand over her ear so she couldn't hear what I said. But this is the way I felt that day. I just put my hand over that little girl's ears. And I said, Lord, this little girl can't help it. Her grandma's stupid. That's what I said. <laughs> I said, she thinks that I did something. When it was you. <laughs> but I know it was you. I know it wasn't me. That woman still be dead if you hadn't showed up, Lord. Would you heal this little baby? Don't let her grandma's stupidity keep her from your touch. You know what the Lord did? He healed that baby. You know what causes a move of God to stop? When we give the glory that belongs to Jesus to somebody else that he used. You better realize Jesus has saved everybody that's ever been saved in this church. He's filled everybody with the Holy Ghost that's ever been filled since he opened the front door for the first time. All glory belongs to Jesus. We're just a dirt suit. If anything good comes, it's not because of the flesh. It's because of the Savior. Pray specifically. And then number eight, and I'll close with this while they come to the music. The real purpose of God meeting your need is not just to have your need met, but it's that you may follow him as the Lord of your life. He wants you to walk with him. Me and my wife have been married 37 years. I'd love for you to pray for her when you think about her. Her mother's dying right now. That's why she's not with me today. That's why you don't have any words behind me. Because she couldn't do a PowerPoint. Because I don't know how to do that. I miss her horribly. I miss her horribly. I love her dearly. But you know if I said to her, Debbie, I love you because you washed the dishes. And I love you because you keep my clothes clean. Because you clean up my house. How many of you know that ain't what she wants to hear? She wants to hear, I love you. I don't love you because of what you do. I love you. Jesus has done a lot for me. But I don't love him because he's done a lot for me. I love him. 
He healed Bartimaeus so that Bartimaeus would follow him. He loves you. We don't need to love him for his presence that he gives. We need to love him for his presence of who he is. He'll meet your need so that you know he loves you. That's a message I bring to you this morning. He loves you right in the midst of your mess. Close your eyes. Open your ears. Open your hearts. Hear the word of the Lord this morning. You know what Barnabas' name meant? Bar means son. Timaeus means something's wrong. Scripture gives some type of indication that it wasn't Barnabas' fault, but maybe his father's fault that he was blind. See, many of you here this morning, you're in the mess you're in. You had nothing to do with it. You just happened to be born in a mess that's propagated itself and perpetuated itself to a second generation, maybe a third or a fourth. You're battling generational things. Something's wrong. You don't know how to make it right, but something's wrong. Thank you for joining us for today's podcast from A Fruitful Life. We hope that you'll tell your friends and family about the podcast. And if you like, join us on social media by liking our AFL Facebook page or by following Brother Rick's posts on Twitter. You can also find us on the web at afruitfullife.org. A Fruitful Life is the radio and media ministry of Rick and Debbie Clendenin, Benton, Kentucky. You may find out more about Brother Rick's life and legacy by visiting our website. Once again, that's afruitfullife.org. Thanks for listening.